Welcome back to Ship City, the greatest Boston sports podcast this side of the 495, made for the greatest fan base in the world. I'm your host, Connor, joined by my good buddy, Aaron. Just like that friend you always invite to your Super Bowl party, we're here to hang out, have fun, and most importantly, talk ball. This is our fucking podcast. Aaron, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. We've had a good series of games, mostly, this week <laughs> to talk about. So I'm feeling pretty good. For the most part, we've had good news. <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> Three of four uh, teams had good news. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, so, like usual, we're going to be talking about all of the major news from all four of our favorite Boston sports uh, mm-hmm. teams. But before we do that... We got to do, you know, some other stuff. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Connor's predictions from last week. We're going to talk about, we're going to do a little baseball trivia once again, and then we're going to finish up with some studs and duds and some predictions for next week. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, do you want to do base? Do you want to just kick it right off and just go right into our baseball trivia? Well, no, I want to give me my flowers first. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Fucking nailed all my predictions yeah you did <laughs> my red sox prediction they would hire one of their uh next chief officer i said it was either going to be craig breslow or eddie romero we'll get to who it was yep. uh celtics said uh they'd go undefeated with chris Dodge, i think what 20 points a game that was my prediction yeah crush that as of recording this they have won their first two, and they're up by over 30 on the Wizards. Yeah, they're being the dickens out of the Wizards as we record. Yeah, um, so I think it's safe to say, unless the Wizards pull off the most insane comeback you've ever seen, well, it's safe I don't to even, say that they're going to do I don't even count that, because that was not in our original time frame for our prediction. No, no, we said 3-0. This would be 3-0. Oh, okay. Never mind then. So, yeah. Still right. Uh my Bruins, I said they'd go, they'd get their first loss, but they'd still win two. Uh, and I said Pasta would have four points. I understood him. He had five. <laughs> you did. Three goals, two assists. Um, and then your Patriots, I said lose, but not by 70. They Which, lost. I mean, <laughs> not by 70. They did lose, but it wasn't a bad game, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah. The only thing that's like in, I don't know if you didn't say it's in danger because he had such a good first game. No, at this point. Yeah, no, at this point he's got it. But uh, yeah, Chris stops is uh, at 23 and a half on the season because solely because of that 30 point opener. But mm-hmm. we'll get to that. It helps. It does help. Um, But yeah, no, you you nailed it. I mean, across the board, you were, uh, uh, you know your stuff. So I'll give you that much. Well, and I made a bet for uh, Celtics opening night, mm. uh, which hit. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't think that will become part of the show. But you know, once again, I would at least th- not now. This was just a hot week for me, so it makes yeah. sense that I would cash out on it as well because I had Chris Stops over eighteen and a half points versus the Knicks. Casual 30. Yep. Uh, two threes made. I think he had five. So <laughs> easy hit there. Uh, Tatum, yeah, he had five. Yeah. I had Tatum. 
eight and a half rebounds. He had 11. Or is this the right game? I don't know. This is, <laughs> He's... No, this is the game. This is for what I had going tonight. Sorry. Uh, I was in the wrong tab. Nice. 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 Yeah. It was, or it was over. Yeah. Nine and a half rebounds for Tatum. And I needed him to have six and a half first quarter points. All hit. Very nice. How much did that get you? I'm a, I'm a coward. Uh, I only bet f- uh, five bucks, so I won thirty. Hey, that's not bad. Thirty. Oh bucks no, is 30 bucks. it was a free bet too. So. Oh well. Even for your bucks is 30, 30 free dollars <laughs> is thirty free dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, well, very nice, and uh, I, I can't wait to hear what you've got in store for us for predictions for next week, and maybe, maybe, going forward, we'll uh, we'll do a little uh. Ooh. Connor's picks, little betting, yeah, uh, like we can do our our picks for that for the upcoming week. Um, but before we get into our 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 main uh let uh, our main uh sports talk, I got to do a little baseball trivia with you. If you didn't listen to the first episode, Connor's a pretty big baseball fan. I got a big box of baseball trivia, so I'm gonna test his knowledge to see if he knows just <laughs> the dumbest things if I know about this sport. <laughs> All right. Um, so this one, this this episode, I got two questions for you, okay. and they're both rules related. Okay. So, uh, there is a rule in Major League Baseball that pitchers must do what before gripping a ball for a pitch? Gripping. I will say what? it again. There is a rule in Major League Baseball. That pitchers must do what before gripping a ball for a pitch? I have no idea. The pitcher must wipe their hands on their jersey. Oh, yeah, they got to wipe. No sticky stuff, no spit, no no nothing. They got to wipe their hands on their jersey, which sounds just so dumb. (laughs) It sounds so juvenile. Like, hey, it does. Wipe your hands before you touch the ball. Oh my god, yep. But it's a rule. Mm-hmm. It's a rule. Um, so that's 0 for 1, I guess, technically. Uh, number 2 I got here. This is uh, a fact or fiction question. Okay. MLB umpires are required to wear black underwear in case they split their pants. Is that fact or fiction? There's no way that's true. But at the same time, it absolutely could be true. I can't, I'm going to need an answer. I'm going to say it's it's... It's not true. Well, you would be wrong. It is true. <laughs> Umpires of the MLB are required to wear black underwear in case they split their pants. Listen, if an ump splits their pants, I think it the last thing... just about would be the funniest fucking thing ever. The last thing I think anyone's worried about is like, oh my god, he had blue underwear on? <laughs> no one would care. Yeah. Well... You were uh, a nice casual one for two, but that's okay. Over two. So uh, yeah, over two. Sorry. O for Listen, two. I'd rather be that's wrong okay. here and right with my predictions and picks. So, yeah, fair enough. You know what? Fair enough. Um. Huh, all right. So, so, um, we gotta talk about some sports. You want to go? Uh, you want to go to Red Sox talk? Of course, I want to go to Red Sox talk. Let's do it. <laughs> The long national nightmare is over. 
<laughs> we finally found someone willing to take the job. Um, we're we're definitely very late to this because I'm I'm pretty sure the news dropped the the day two, we posted yeah, the Tuesday <laughs> after we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had a gut feeling that we were going to get the news soon because it just got so quiet. And then yep. I'm pretty sure Tuesday came out. Thad Levine was told he was out of the running. Um, and then like, I don't know, maybe like 30 minutes after that, it was like, Oh, they've offered it to Craig. Yeah. And now Craig Breslow is the new Red Sox chief baseball officer. How do you feel Congrats about that? Him. I mean, I don't know a ton about Breslow. Do you, um, do you want me to give you a little TLDR version? I mean, I know, like I said in the last episode, guys. I know the guy's super smart. I know he was a pitcher for the Red Sox. I know he's very well respected, and I've read that Theo Epstein is set. You know, Theo famously had has ties <laughs> to Boston, brought him on specifically to his Cubs staff, and like turned their pitching uh, around completely. Mm-hmm. And so, I have no doubt in the guy's ability to like connect with the roster, make intelligent moves, you know, or at least, you know, may be able to use analytics intelligently to be able to make decisions. I don't know about having someone who's so not, has no experience in anything close to a role like that coming in to a franchise like this, but. I mean, from all indications, you know what I've heard. He's if there's anyone to do it, it'll be him. Yeah, I, I think the benefit of us now recording almost like a week after the news broke, so mm-hmm. I've had a lot more time to think about it. Um, and it's just my Red Sox delusion. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent in uh, oh, on okay. this. I don't care that he's. He doesn't have the experience. Um, clearly, through his interview process, they felt that he was the right guy over people who had experience, like Neil Huntington and Dad Levine, who have had like time as a GM or like the head decision maker. Yeah. Um, I get the worry that how how well is he going to handle the negotiations? Um. But at the same time, you, you never know. You're not going to have the experience unless you get the experience, like you get the job. It's true. It's true. Um, what I like about this, too, it it feels like they knew – or because him and Haim have very similar backgrounds, both Yale grads, both super analytical Uh I, it makes me happy. I maybe happy is not the right word, but it makes me feel better that they didn't want to stray away from like that mm-hmm. development mindset of um, we're still going to look to build the farm. We just didn't think Heim was the guy to build the major league roster. We believe that Craig is better suited for that, and I think mm-hmm. I think it's been Lou Marloni's big talking point uh because 
as we were saying, like the trade deadlines really did hime in um, just the inactivity, the lack of direction. Mm-hmm. Craig is a former player. He's been in that locker room. He knows he will understand better from like the player's perspective, from Alex Cora's perspective, why they need to, if they need to make a move, he's not going to be like, eh, well, I'm not sure. He's like, no, I'm not. I know what it's like to like, feel give, given up on mm-hmm. and we're not going to do that here um so i have confidence in that and then plus like the guy remade the cubs pitching pipeline yeah. yep red sox have not had like uh brian bayo is showing like a ton of potential outside of him it's been like it's been barren since like lester or even if you want to give Buckle that credit, like yeah, they just haven't been able to. Like it's it's the problem where you have to keep spending money for Chris Sale and David Price and uh, trading for like Rick Porcellos and Nates because you don't have guys you can just cycle through. Um. Mm-hmm. So. I'm hoping he can help guys like Luis Perales and Wickelman and your Donnie Monegro. Like those young All these guys, I have no idea who they are. (laughs) Yeah. They're like our top pitching prospects. And even Shane Drohan, who's in AAA right now, who he was like lights out in AA, got the promotion, and just hit the fucking wall. Like, um, I'll be interested to see who they bring in to kind of round out his front office because and this was also a complete surprise to me they're gonna let him pick his gm oh Um, yeah that is interesting because one of the big yeah one of the big things was we have like the infrastructure here like we just need you to come in and you know make the decisions but no they're gonna let him like add some guys who he wants to work with Mm -hmm. i mean hey you know, if 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 it works, it works, you know? Yeah. I mean, we can say, like, oh, I'm excited or I have my doubts, but we don't know until, like, offseason officially starts for everyone. And right. We could actually start making moves. Um, right. I think it's interesting that uh, Eddie Romero didn't even make it to that yeah, second I, round. I was just about to ask your thoughts about that because, like, I mean, going into into it, and, and we talked about it last week. Like that, was, he was one of the guys that we thought really had a, had a strong chance at it. You know, hiring internally, promoting a guy that probably deserved it. You know, internally he's, knew the knew the organization. Yeah. So he's been there for I want to say over twenty years now. But yeah. um, I I'd be interested to see if Craig makes him his GM. That you know, that's a really good point. I that's I always figured that it'd be Eddie as the chief and then Craig would come in as like the GM. But then it came yeah. out that Craig was not going to be leave. chief. Yeah. <laughs> well, it came out like he was not going to leave Chicago if he did not get the number one seat. Yeah. Which, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, what when it comes to, to, to the organization, you know, we have a chief baseball officer. He's going to be the guy that's making the moves, you know, making the personnel decisions, that sort of thing, correct? Yes. 
So what is the role in this instance? What does the role of the GM do? Um, I'm pretty sure because from what I've heard during the interview process, a lot of talk was about how Sam Fold was like a hot candidate, but he was the GM where Dave Dombrowski was the one who was making all the moves. Yeah. Uh, from what I understood there, the G, uh, Sam Fold was doing more 40-man roster type stuff like construction type like, of, like calls up call ups and call ups send downs like 26 men who's who's uh showing up to the ballpark each day type right so i'm assuming like so, the chief would make the more broad um stupid cat um <laughs> yeah the, so the broader like organizational moves and then right. whoever comes in as gm would be more like okay um Emmanuel Valdez is going to start in uh, Worcester this month or whatever. Right. So, yeah. So GM is like actually bringing players onto the organization and deciding who gets to stay, who gets to leave. And then handing that off to the GM who then says, okay, well now with this roster, you know, who's up, who's down among, I mean, among a whole host of other things. There's so much like running draft rooms is they're they're yeah. both gonna have their hands full of stuff, right. but I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, when free agency rolls around, when trades are being made, it's gonna be Craig on the phone negotiating mm-hmm. with agents and other teams. Yeah. Um, but back to what you were saying about the internal versus, like hiring from outside. Yeah, it feels. I feel like they definitely needed some like outside perspective um Mm -hmm. i didn't think it would be like and we'll still see but if it's like an outside gm and outside cbo that'd be interesting but um like this is such a pivotal off season yeah because this decides the future of this organization i was thinking um Ever since 2018 and excluding 21 where they made their run, Mm -hmm. these past, like 2019, 2020, 2022, 2023, I can't, they're just like, they just fade away. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you a single thing that happened in 2019 besides Dombrowski got fired and Raphael Devers had 200 hits. And I only know that because of Immaculate Grid. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I just don't remember. They, and, I know that's probably like a sentiment with a lot of fans. It's like this team has not been fun to watch these past couple of years. 2021 now kind of just looks like it was a fluke year. Yeah, right. Um, They need something to draw like fan interest back. Celtics are hot. Bruins are hot. Patriots are Patriots. But like well, if they're still going <laughs> to get like the majority of like people's still minds. still a draw. Yeah. Yeah. You need to do something cuz you can't finish in last again. You can't you can't finish in third. You need like you need to have a good strong year. Mm-hmm. Like just making the playoffs isn't shouldn't be the goal. It should be like making a run. Yep. No, that's that's a totally fair assessment. So a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on Breslow and and the staff and yeah. the players, so we'll I'm see. Sh- I'm sure he'll be able to handle it. Oh yeah, because in Chicago he was like he was on a fast track too, like 
they hired him in 2019 and then like each year he got like a promotion mm-hmm. and they weren't just like the the fake promotions just like in title like no he went from like uh like the director of strategic initiatives like just managing databases to like head of pitching development assistant mm-hmm. gm so like i'm pretty sure like if he didn't get this job in two or three years, he would have gotten someone else's lead job. Oh, yeah. yeah, probably. And I'm fine taking the chance on him. They just have to be patient with mm-hmm. him. They can't say, like, okay, two years have gone by and we're still, like, a 500 team. It's it's okay. Like, I know I just said, like, <laughs> the, the fan interest, you have to, ha- like, nail this offseason. But you can't, on the flip side... If things go wrong, you can't fire your third GM in five years. Yeah. Because if this if this search was bad, imagine what it's going to be like. Yeah, we'll be scraping. Um, ugh. Well, you want to uh, talk a little bit about the other baseball thing that's going on right now? Just very, very briefly touch on it. <laughs> Just casually, this isn't being recorded. I'm holding on my Arizona Diamondbacks hat. A uh, yep. little, little thing called the World Series is going on. Just a little thing. Uh, Texas, we are currently recording during Game 3. Texas has a 3 nothing lead. Um, hmm. Off a Seager home run and a Marcus Simeon single. So, uh, brief 30-second thoughts on, on the World Series so far. Uh, if you were one of the people who are like, oh, I'm not going to... Who wants to watch a World Series of Texas and Arizona... Uh, go fuck yourself. This has been a <laughs> relatively fun series. Or not even relatively. Yep. This has just been a fun series. Yep. Like, the bats have been hot. Um, good enough pitching, but, like, not... Like, good enough where it's, like, the offense is still, like, having its moment. But it's not, like... Like, yeah, Diamondbacks just won 9-1 last game. But it's not, like, a blowout. There's no position players pitching. So Yeah, right. It's it's been a good series so far, and I and, love to see where this goes. And game one already went into extras and had a walk off home run. So I mean, exactly. Come on. Literally, I swear to God, I, I shit you not. I haven't really been watching the World Series just because I've been busy, but um, I, I did turn on game one in the eleventh. I was like, oh, all right, I'll I'll check it out. It's uh, and I, I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks. You know, I just I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks. They haven't won in a long time. Um, Texas hasn't won but, ever. Well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I just like the Diamondbacks better, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but Texas has made I, it more recently, I guess. Yeah. So I was watching, and um, it turned it on in the 11th, and I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to sit in, settle in, watch a little baseball, and then immediately guy hit the, the home Adolis. run. I was like, well, well, I guess huh? I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> I have not watched any of it yet <laughs> since that. <laughs> I missed a nice Tommy Pham revenge game. Yeah, he went four for four. I could have gone five for five, but, you know. Great guy. Wanted Jace yeah. to get his first and potentially only World Series at bat. Mm-hmm. So good on him. Red Sox legend Tommy Pham. <laughs> I'll remember him his time here fondly. Yep, family. Fondly, that's what I said. Fam, family. Honestly, Celtics. <laughs> let's let's talk about Celtics. Uh, them boys hot. 
Yeah, they they look. I, yeah, they look really good. And tonight they look hotter. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about the games that have already occurred. Uh, so opening night they beat the Knicks one hundred eight one hundred four. I should have pulled up the box score, but Chris Dobbs had a nice Chris thirty. 30 ball. Kristaps at 30. Tatum at 34. I think 34. Brown had 11. I think Drew Holiday at 17. If I remember correctly. But, I mean, good game. Strong defense mm-hmm. um, for most of the game. Even though it's weird. Because, like, going into tonight's game, both teams that they had played shot over or close to 45% from three in their games, but also looked absolutely stymied by the Celtics defense a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you now have a backcourt of Drew and Derek White, who Mm -hmm. I think Derek White has been averaging like two blocks a game or one and a half blocks a game. Granted, it's been two games, but insane for a guard. And that's not even including his – or we're not talking about his Miami Heat game where he had, like, what, three blocks? Yeah. Um, and then Chris stops just – he had four blocks game one. I would – I honest to God did not get – like, losing Rob, you were going to lose some shot blocking. Mm-hmm. But Chris Stops is 7-3. Like just inherent, oh, yeah. inherently by him being bigger than like ninety nine point nine percent of the league, he's gonna block a lot of shots. Oh yeah, and like he was he was a good defender anyways. Yeah. So it doesn't even. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. He had four blocks against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, made it made his presence known. The team looked really good in opening night. Um, uh, happy, happy to see it. By the way, Drew had nine points opening night. Oh, nine points. Okay. The bench, Sorry, he had, I think he had 17 the next game. He did. The bench has not looked great. No. Um, opening night, they only had 12 points, but you had 64 yeah, get, from Tatum and Chris Dobbs. Yeah, well, they don't look much better either tonight. Currently, the only person who scored off the bench has been uh, Al Horford with eight. Uh, but game two... Uh, do you have any other thoughts about game one? No, I mean, look, they, they look good. I was happy to see Kristaps really come out firing. Um, he looks great. The whole There there looks to be, like, a chemistry already. Mm-hmm. Uh, no more Tatum uh, double teams on defense. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome because uh, you double team him and it's going right to Kristaps who can nail the three. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, not to, you know, talk bad about him now that he's off the team but like last year that would have been smart who's mm-hmm. if tatum's getting double teamed and brown's either off the court or like also being like heavily guarded the yeah. ball is going to smart next and let's call it a spade a spade he was not the most reliable offensive option no he wasn't chris Dobbs at least like Anywhere on the court, essentially, like in the half court, he is a threat. Yep. 100%. Um, game two, uh, the Celtics beat the Heat 119-111. That was a big game 
Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of implications. You know, early on getting first impressions of a team that you might see in the playoffs and a team who sent you home in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was uh, it was good to see. Um, good to see a nice a nice win. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you had Derek White leading scoring as we all expected. <laughs> um, yeah, with twenty eight, followed closely by Jalen Brown. Nice bounce back game for him, and mm-hmm. again we can talk about the very nice bounce back game he's having tonight. Yep. Um, Derek White also had the three blocks, but the phenomenal chase down block he had on Jimmy. Oh my Butler. god! Absolutely insane, dude. I, I I was I saw it live, and I was like, holy! That I mean, yeah. He took it personally. The um, like you see last. That last postseason run, he was clearly a top three player. You could even say top two on this yep. team. Yep. Um, it's it's crazy because you just don't expect it from him. Oh, like, yeah, no. He's just so unassuming, and then all of a sudden he'll come out with a game. He'll drop 28 on your face and it absolutely stuff you uh, anytime you go to the rim. Yeah. Again, another um, good defensive game. You mm-hmm. know, he had three blocks. Uh, Chris Dobbs drew had a block apiece. Yep. I mean, um, I had one off the bench. I, but again, bench scoring is just... It was even worse. Yeah, they, they only had, had, what, eight? Eight, yeah. Three yeah. for Hauser, two for Brissett, and then three for Pritchard. Yep. So, I mean, you know, it, it the, the the bench has got to pick it up for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the story of this game actually did come from the bench, and it was O'Shea Brissett coming off the bench, coming in early when the the you know the Celtics went down by double digits very early to the Heat, and it, it looked like it was just going to be one of those games. And then Brissett came in, immediately got a bunch of offensive rebounds and hustle plays, and got them back in it. And from there, it was just it, they played with a new mindset, and even you know guys like Tatum. We're saying after the game, like he won us that game mm-hmm. because if he doesn't come in and make those plays and just, you know, and all it is is just grabbing a few rebounds, but you do that, you start to swing some momentum, you get guys fired up, you get them back in the game. And all of a sudden you turn, you know, a 10 point deficit or a 15 point de- deficit into a lead. And, you know, they went into halftime with like an eight point lead or something like that, you know? Oh yeah. That was the thing too, with the Knicks game. Um, I, Kind of late into the game, they kind of lost their lead. I think they went down mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like last year, I don't think that's something that they, I nope. would have been like sweating that a lot more. And they still made oh, a yeah. sweat, but I don't think Less they would so. win that. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it just is a testament to how good the starters are. Like the lowest score from this heat game was Kristaps and Drew. And Kristaps, what, fouled out? Kind of I don't early. know. He I left. He know. left the game early. Yeah. I think he fouled out. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, and then Drew is just—he's the fourth option, fifth option. Yeah, right. And he's just there to be like Sem- the ball, the the distributor, the playmaker, and then yeah. score when he has to. Yeah, I mean, he had ten boards too and seven assists, like all mm-hmm. around, just doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, tonight, like we said, they're just. Being the fucking breaks off the, uh, oh yeah, the Wizards. As of this current moment, 
Uh, let's see. Um, at this current moment, it's 108, uh, 80. <laughs> 108 to 80. Jalen has 36. Tatum has 33. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the. The lowest uh, plus minus we have in our starting lineup is twenty plus twenty seven from Derek White, who has Yikes. eight assists. Yikes! Well, they look good. Oh yeah, they look really good. I'm I'm happy with it so far. There are some things that definitely need to be shored up. The bench needs to start producing some more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and that was always going to be a question mark coming into the season, losing the bench pieces that we did, but. Mm-hmm. They really need to pick it up because the starters can't – they can't do this all season. Yeah. I think someone's going to have to establish themselves. Um, you know, off the preseason, thought that'd be uh, Pritchard. He's been, you know, struggling to carve out some time. Hauser's well, he's been, he's getting the minutes, but he just hasn't been – He's not been doing much with them. Right, like Offense, I mean, tonight. Granted, yeah, right. He's got six rebounds, six assists tonight in the game, which is awesome. I mean, that's a great production. But he's also got nothing in the in the scoring column. Yeah, it's zero for four. From he needs three. to help out. He needs to help that out a little bit. Some of that might be nerves. I mean, you know, it, it is his what third year in the league, but really, this is the first year that he's had a legitimate role in this offense. Plus, he just got the uh, contract too. Yeah. So he's maybe feeling a little pressure, but they'll settle in. They'll figure it out. I mean, mm. Pay- Pritchard and Hauser are career 40% shooters from three, so. Water will find its level soon, I'm sure. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on Celtics before we uh, wrap that one up? Uh, No, I think uh, I think I've got, uh, I think that's about it for my, uh, my Celtics thoughts. I mean, like I said, they look really good. Uh, I got more thoughts when we get to studs and duds, but I'll save that for that. Um, now before we go to Patriots, I got to first, I want to first talk about a little thing that we got here from our, uh, our friends at, uh, Saka Sportswear. So if you've never heard of Saka Sportswear, uh, they're an independent business based out of Siesta Key, Florida, whose mission is simple to provide premium sportswear that keeps you comfortable and feeling great, even in the harshest conditions, um, made with bamboo, uh, instead of traditional fabrics, Saka uses bamboo, a sustainable resource that offers premium quality fabrics that help make their products extremely soft, comfortable, and sweat wicking. Um, their sportswear is designed for both athletes and fitness enthusiasts, uh, fitness enthusiasts alike. From the stitching to the finishing touches, every detail is scrutinized to ensure quality and durability. And they feature a multi-layer sweat wicking system that eliminates moisture and keeps you dry. Whether you're on the track, dominating the court, or pushing boundaries in the gym, uh, the sportswear collection from Saka has you covered, from moisture-wicking headbands to performance-enhancing shirts and even more. So discover the Saka difference today, and you can visit uh, www.saka.com, that's S-A-A-K-A, and use the code SAVE20 at checkout. That's SAVE20 at checkout for 20% off anything in the entire store and uh you can use the the uh the link in the description uh to support us as well do that please so, yeah that'd be great all right all right let's talk patriots take your medicine <laughs> well all right. 17 or 31 to 17 to division rival miami dolphin 
Dolphins. Sorry, yeah. Pardon. I mean, it was... They Actually, I'll tell you what. They came out of the gate strong. We got the early lead. Mm-hmm. Opening drive touchdown. 7 nothing. Happy to see it. And then they started to settle in. <laughs> then Jalen Waddle settled in. And then Tyreek Hill, Tyree Hill settled in. And, you know... I believe if the defense was fully healthy, that is a different game. It was not. So we have to react on how the game went. Yeah, I mean, no one has the manpower to guard both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Right. Like, those are both, like, fucking Ferraris you got. And no offense to the Pats defense, but I feel like they're just rocking some, some Camrys. Well, Jack Jones is very good. Mm. He's a stud. J.C. Jackson's playing like he used to on the Patriots. He's a stud. But they got guys out there that should not be starting, should not be playing minutes. You know, I fully think that if Marcus Jones is healthy and he doesn't miss the year, because he's out for the year, and if, because uh, you got Jonathan Jones out there, our safeties are solid. You know, you got Duggar, who's a captain, really solid. You got Mills, you got Adrian Phillips. I think he's still on the team. I shouldn't say that. Um, Jabril. Jabril Peppers, who's been like one of the best safeties in the league, which is weird to say, but he's been insane. And you got um, Jonathan Jones. or Yeah, Jonathan Jones. And then you got Jack Jones, you got Marcus Jones. You bring in J.C. Jackson and you got Christian Gonzalez. That's honestly one of the best uh, D- DB core in the league. But you're missing Marcus Jones. You're missing uh, Christian Gonzalez now for the season. And you're playing guys like Miles Bryant, who gets absolutely torched every time. Absolutely he, cooked. He just gets torched. You know, so, I mean, especially going up against guys like Tyreek Hill and we already proved the Patriots proved you know Christian Gonzalez he took on Tyreek Hill and had held him to less than what was it like the first time they played it he had less than 80 yards or something like that Um, I'm sure I because I'm pretty sure I was I loved Christian Gonzalez in the draft process Mm -hmm. Um, I'm surprised he even fell to I think it was pick 17 that you guys had after a trade back too yeah the fact that he fell, yeah. it was unfair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that game, the first game against the Dolphins, Tyreek had five catches for 40 yards mm-hmm. with Christian Gonzalez covering him. This time around, with whoever we had guarding him, you know, he had, uh, let's see. I'm pretty he sure had eight for 112, and Waddle had seven for 121. <laughs> yeah. I, Not really a recipe for success. It was fun, too, because I turned... Since I'm a Colts fan, we're not going to talk Colts because that's even worse. Um, <laughs> I turned on the Col- uh, the Pats game because it was local right before halftime. And it was comical that the re- uh, the announcers were like, yeah, you know, Max really getting into a rhythm here. Like, he's, just, he's making the yeah. right throws. The very next play... He gets picked yep. off by Jalen Ramsey, puts yep. zero emphasis, or zero oomph on his throw to a wide open receiver. I forget who it was. It was Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, wide open Kendrick Bourne <sighs> just lofts it in, and Jalen yep. Ramsey has time to just jump in front. Um, 
Yeah, well, the problem is, yeah, that throw needed to be 100% needed to be, like, Crisp. on a dart. Yeah. But also, you know, the that route, because what hap- what ended up happening, it was, like a, it was almost like a rub route, I think. And, like, I know what I'm talking about. And sure. uh, Jalen Ramsey actually stayed with the other receiver and baited Mack into throwing that ball, which is an absurd play. Well, you know, yeah. obviously a bad decision by... by Mac to throw it there, but um, crazy play by Jalen to just totally bait him into doing that. But like, if Kendrick Bourne just does a little simple go- uh, out route or like just like a curl and just comes out and comes back, and that throw is on a line to him in the flat versus like trying and to drifting back, it and, right, and trying to drift back to get like that d- play doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and you move the sticks. So I mean, blame can go a few different. Areas. I mean, obviously, it was a poor throw from Mac, but I don't think that it was pure. I mean, I don't think the play was the right play <laughs> to make, mm-hmm. anyways. But you know, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, unfortunately, you know, as they were building momentum, they had gotten uh, an early pick again, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then held the chief or held the held the Chiefs. Wow, held the Dolphins Fucking to uh, a field goal, and then coming down throw the pick immediately they turn that into a touchdown yeah it's just rough yeah rough and, stuff and just to add insult to injury Kendrick Bourne tears yep. his ACL he's done for the year yep offense that needs offensive firepower yeah he was one of the only guys him and DeMario Douglas were the two dudes that could really make make something happen on that offense and now you lose one of them mm-hmm that's really tough. And now you have to play Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> and Juju got his first touchdown. It, yeah, well. It took him his time, but. <laughs> Guy sucks. Sorry. Sorry, Juju, but you suck. <laughs> if only um, you had an option in-house that wanted to be there still. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talked about this last week. The Patriots' decision-making in the offseason was not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do want to talk about. Um, talk about a little, a uh, couple trades that we'd like to see the Patriots make before the deadline. You know, either look the, when we when we talked about this, it was before the Miami game. We were thinking like trades that that the Patriots could make to help turn their season around. Had they won against the Dolphins, it'd be much more feasible. Now they have a lot bigger of a hole to climb out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still going to talk about like what. What can the Patriots do? Maybe not necessarily to turn their season around this year, but to get themselves set up well for next year. Yeah, see, I, I'm coming from like the perspective I had last week. Let the bottom fall out. What mm-hmm. don't what are you competing for right now? Mm-hmm. So I only have like two moves because yeah. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, I do not care about the Patriots this year. <laughs> or any it. year. So like I or don't I don't want to see them get better. I would love to see them Well, it, it also helps now that uh Kirk Cousins has oh, gone poor down. Guy. Poor guy. And hey, here's here's Mac Jones. <laughs> we will give <laughs> you a pick to take Mac Jones. <laughs> um, don't we don't want anything in return just here. Yeah. Take a uh, uh Great value, Kirk Cousins. Um, 
Yeah, what, what, what moves are you thinking? Notably, so, the NFL deadline is always mid. Yeah, like they, nothing ever happens. Nothing happens. Leonard Williams did get traded today for a second and a fifth from the Giants mm-hmm. to the Seahawks, which mm-hmm. it's a big move, but then what? Yeah, right. So uh, my first move is a move that they should have made six weeks ago. Um, and that's signing Lyle Collins off free agency. He's still a free agent. He's, he was one of the better offensive linemen in the league for a while. I'm pretty Guy's sure still a free agent. He's hurt. That's why. Still. Sign him. Get him on that roster. Yeah, just get him in the building and see what you can right. do. Right. Didn't Trent get hurt? Or he, he, he's been well, playing hurt? He's, yeah, he's been playing hurt. He got hurt at the end of the uh, the Bills game, and he mm-hmm. was playing hurt today for sure. Um, but you sign a guy like that, you don't have to, you know, play a guy like Vidarian Lau in emergency, or CD Sow, or any of these other guys, you know, that you brought in for depth that have not worked out. Um, so sign him. They should have done it weeks ago. Sign mm-hmm. him. Um. Trade one of or both of Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster for whatever you can get, really. Get rid of them. I don't care who it is. Get rid of them. Uh, Parker has shown, one, the ability to not separate (laughs) and make space for himself at all. And two, a lack of accountability in the plays that he doesn't make. He's a liability. Mm Mm-hmm. That we're paying money for. And Smith Schuster, uh, it's tough because he's obviously, he's not hurt, but he's obviously still feeling the effects of his his injuries. You know, whether he wants to admit it or not, he's not the same guy that Pittsburgh had him. Um, So you got to do something. Um. And I don't think he just has anywhere any as a spot in this roster as long as he's just not not the way he was before. But no one will take that contract, so you're gonna have to eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully you can get like a little bit of depth at defense or O line, just like some scrub. Well, like I guess the new thing with the NFL is I'm gonna trade you this player and my pick for your slightly better pick. Mm-hmm. Like. You're basically p- taking on like uh, if you were to trade him to like the Panthers, because I know they they need wide receiver help. Yeah, it'd be like okay, we'll give you Devonte and like our sixth, fourth for round, your yeah, fifth sixth round pick. Yeah, something for like your that. fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe that we'll can see. get it done. Um, but the big thing, the biggest move that I've got here. And this would be something that would set you up for the future as well. Find a way to get Jerry Judy on this roster. Okay. Just, you know, I initially had DeAndre Hopkins written down here because he was interested in the Patriots. But then the man went out and had 150 yards and three touchdowns on Sunday. So that's not happening anymore. (laughs) It's crazy what happens when you actually have, like, just, like, a youthful invigoration into your offense. For, like, the the Titans, they started Will Levis. I didn't like Levis in the draft, but 
you know, my and my showed out. Yeah, my shiny new toy is is her for the year. I'm going to latch onto someone else's shiny new toy. <laughs> um, you want to uh, latch onto Bryce Love? Who? The running back <laughs> from Stanford? Oh shit, Jordan Love. <laughs> my bad. Bryce Young, Jordan Love. I combined them and yeah. made Bryce Love the running back out of Stanford. Uh, you know what? I do that all the time too. I do it all the time. Oh, me too. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> listen, the way I'm hoping the the Patriots is giving them as many assets as I can for this upcoming mm-hmm. draft. Mm-hmm. I don't have specific moves, but I said Mac Jones to the Vikings. Now that's an option because the Vikings surprisingly are hanging in there. Uh, without Justin Jefferson, they're four and four. Somehow, like I think in a playoff spot, this they should have traded Kirk to the like uh, to the um to the Jets when Rodgers went down. Now they're kind of in the crap spot where I think Jaron Hall is their starting QB. Mm-hmm. I think Mac is like a bottom half QB, but he's better than Jaron Hall. Matt can be good, but he needs the right, the perfect situation around him. Yeah. I think him throwing to Jordan Addison, um, TJ Hawkinson is a big step up from what he's working with now and what mm-hmm. he has been working with in his Pat's tenure. Mm-hmm. And then once Jefferson comes back, obviously that's going to be the best player he's played with ever, ever seen. <laughs> maybe, maybe in his Alabama days, but yeah. Yeah. I I tr- look to trade him. The goal is to get Caleb, get Drake May, or, uh, if possible, you if you're not in that range, you take like a tackle like Joe Alt or uh, Olu Fashanu out of Penn State, and then you trade back and you get like a JJ McCarthy, uh, sorry, uh, a Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, something to give you like. Some explosiveness because Mac is as white bread as they come. Um, fair, that's fair. And this, this is just always my philosophy. Uh, if there's anyone in a contract year that you just haven't even had that like discussion with, like extending, move on from them. Mm-hmm. Someone like Josh Uche is kind of falling oh, off. Uche is not not coming as much as like I loved Uche. It's a classic Patriot situation of Mm. this guy got really good for us. Let him go and be bad somewhere else so we can bring him back later for for cheap. Mm -hmm. Well, because he's just like he's been like a situational guy. And Mm -hmm. I don't think people are going to like give him like top market. But I mean, if they're going to give him a more of an opportunity, maybe that could help. Um, Mm Yeah. I think they'll try to extend Duggar. They should if they're going to make him captain. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like Belichick is just a wizard of finding guys on defense. So, yep. I mean, it could be like another J.C. Jackson situation where it's like, okay, thanks. To go to, I don't know, go to Chicago where they're desperate to spend money to like turn it around and suck, and we'll come back with. Like a sixth round pick who is uh low key the best safety in the league now. Yeah, right. <laughs> um 
mean, that's pretty much it. Just I don't know what other things of value. Maybe I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of bleak. You don't have a ton of names that scream like I can cash in now. Yeah. Maybe I do like the idea on the flip side of that of what I just said about trading away guys that you don't plan on extending doing that for other teams like hey maybe i'm a, i'm a swing big guy maybe t higgins isn't in the plans for cincinnati let's let's get him into the building see if he meshes well mm-hmm. if he does we'll get first dibs at giving him an extension yep i mean hey it, it, anything helps to try and make the team better so yeah they need they need a like a x factor on offense Oh boy! Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully, they talk... sit pat. Yeah, I mean, All right. I don't know. I think I, I, whether you try and make do, do something for this season or you just try and set yourself up for next season, they need to do something. Yeah, Listen, they could they could stay the course and they could still probably end with like four wins and a top five pick. Like, yeah. I just I don't the the playoffs are not in the picture. I'm staking my I'm still no no. At all. I'm staking my flag on it. They are not going to be in the playoffs. You're probably right. <laughs> I I am right. <laughs> oh boy. Well let's uh let's talk about the Bruins for mm-hmm. for a few minutes. So funny enough, I was I've been I haven't been able to watch much of the Bruins, but I was able to watch the Ducks game. Ooh. I turned it on in the third quarter because I was coming home from a date. Um, it was like 3-1. And I was like, sick. Let me just put this on and um, see where it goes. I went to go like just freshen up and I come back and it's tied 3-3. And I was like, oh my God. Am yep. I am I going to – am I the curse? Because for a while, if I'm watching a game and things go bad, I'm like, I can't watch this team again. They lost. But, yeah, but not to harp on the bad because they they beat the Blackhawks 3-0 and then beat the Red Wings 4-1. They're currently playing mm-hmm. the Panthers. Um, just tied it up 2-2. Um, again, pasta looking yep. hot. Yeah, no, I mean, look, the team team looks good. We got to hope. We got to hope that they can continue to play hot, play strong. Again, I haven't been able to really watch any, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um I really want to, but I just I just haven't had the the time. Um but hey, if they can pull something out, then you know, make a run this season, that'd be great. Yeah. Like I'm not concerned about them in like the regular season. Like everything just seems to be firing all cylinders. I mean, you know, yeah. Pasta's like racking up points. Brad Marchand doing it to a lesser degree. The goalie uh, goalkeepers. Yeah, have goalkeeping's been, been rock solid. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, last year Swayman and Olmark were like the best goalie tandem in the league, and this year they're shaping up to do it again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then uh, we talked about him last uh, last show, but Patras just B 
being 19 and get it seeing yeah seeing the ice for as much as he has been good on him yeah good for him all right uh, and that's all we got for the bruins <laughs> we're gonna be better we promise yes, we're working on it um but let's talk a little bit about uh studs and duds let's do studs and duds okay uh I'll, I'll start with my studs so my i have two studs and i really thought about this my first stud actually i've got th- no i've got two i've got two first stud christophs Przingis. obviously he's, he's my stud as well obviously i mean come on boy made me money you know it, opening to to show out and like that on opening day was just absolutely incredible. You know, we we needed some energy, and he brought it. He he made an impression, and I am loving it. Especially getting the booze, mm-hmm. a little rivalry or revenge game. Showed out. Yeah. And then my second stud is Derek White. <laughs> Hot hands. Showing out. Showing out. Playing great defense. Stuffing the shit out of Jimmy Butler three times. Mm-hmm. Twenty eight points in, in against the Heat. Love Man. to see it. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. We Happy. we're not going to talk about his point total this game because it's a doesn't plus, matter. He's a plus twenty seven with eight assists. Doesn't like, matter. <laughs> and another block. Like yeah, we don't care that he has five points. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, I guess I'll. Move into this. Um, besides Kristaps, two studs, Craig, Dirty Craig Breslow, getting okay. the job when no one, when he beat out no some one more, else wanted it. <laughs> no one else wanted it. Some more experienced candidates just didn't didn't match that uh, Yale brain. I, I'm just excited for this next era. Um, and my other stud. I think just because he's so good that we're just we're we're not gonna give him the love he deserves. But Tatum. Mm-hmm. He's got thirty three tonight. What he had what twenty something he had uh, thirty four in the opening night. And then I just had the heat came up. He had uh like twenty seven or something. Yeah, like another two uh was he at 22 yes just he's doing it all like at, getting the boards he's passing he's scoring at he the might, high rate he might win mvp this year i'm not gonna say it because i feel like i i'm gonna put a hex on him if i do but he is just he is so much fun to watch mm-hmm. he put on some muscle this yeah, I was about to say like he, he's and it stronger. Shows. It shows. Yeah, like you, you. Bef- no, I was gonna say you hear like, oh, uh, player X put on this much muscle or lost this mm-hmm. much weight in the best shape of his life, and then when it comes to like the play on the court or play on the field, it just doesn't show up. But Tatum, he's yeah. he's getting to his spots. He's driving, drawing contact, finishing through it. Yeah. And these, this, these are things that, like beforehand, he would, you know, take contact and have to do some like, sort of fade, or, yeah. or had to make some sort of circus move to try and get around defenders. Now he's literally just going through them. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's amazing. Yeah, very happy. Use my stud. Um, now not for the for the uh, not so good of the week. Um, I've got three to talk about, all Celtics related. Nice. Uh, my first one uh, is unfortunate, and I hate to even have to put it on there on here, but I gotta, and it's Marcus Smart. Only because, and I don't know if you read about it, but the comments that he made to the press uh, um, about leaving the Celtics were just in such bad taste. What, I mean, so, so I've I only saw him say like they told me I was good, and then later that day I got traded. Basically, he said he literally said to the media, he said, you know, he's he's happy to be in a place where he was wanted. And that one man's trash is another man's treasure. And it's like, bro, My the brother. Celtics defended you when no one else in the league wanted to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild because Marcus Smart just had a wedding and guess who was in attendance? Brad Stevens, yeah. Joe Mazzulla, all of his Celtics yeah. teammates. Like if – I don't know if this – you saw this, but like Aaron Neesmith, mm-hmm. he, he posted. Oh my god, yeah. He got himself a little payday. Yeah, he, he's been he's been looking pretty nice for the Pacers. And he posted, I think it was on Instagram, like a meme yeah. of like, oh, here's the Celtics gave up like a paper clip on a string to get Malcolm Brogdon. Like back when they made that trade. And he said, uh basically like, oh yeah, it's looking real nice now, huh? Like he deserves to talk his shit. Yeah. Well, smart, I mean, yeah, no. That was distasteful. Mm-hmm. Uh, also distasteful, Celtics fans after game one, uh, especially on social media. That's my other, my next dud of, of the week. Uh, I saw, no lie, dozens of comments on social media, people asking for the Celtics to trade Jalen Brown, to get rid of him, that he's going to be ass, that he sucks, he can't go left. Brother, do you know who who you're talking to? And literally after game one where he had a rough shooting night, he did a lot of other good things, but he had a rough shooting night. Man's got 36 tonight. He had 27 the day before. Mm -hmm. He's here. He's here to stay, and he is hot. So I don't even want to hear it. Listen, he earns his paycheck. It's not my money. It's not your money. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yep. Like get get paid. Yep. Who's yep. your last dud? Um my last dud is of course Doris Burke. Um because I look, I am all for women announcers. I love women announcers. She is not it. She cannot cannot differentiate her fandom from announcing a game. Every time, and she calls Celtics games so often, and she hates the Celtics. (laughs) She is just like, oh my god, like like Mitchell Robinson will get blocked, and she'll be like, listen, you just gotta love the process that Mitchell Robinson just went through. Like, like that's what you want to see. You want to see a young center like that, not afraid of getting his shit swatted. Mm -hmm. It's just like like, you know, the Celtics uh, draw a foul. And, and she's like, where's the foul? Where's the foul? Where It's like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, no. What, I think it was the play where uh, Jalen drove and, like, Harnstein grabbed him 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, Jalen Brown took offense to that. Um, and the announcer's just like, listen, that's a good basketball play by Hardenstein. Uh, I don't know why Brown's upset. Like, that that should be a tech on him. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, I muted the game after that. I was just like, I'm just going to yeah. watch this in silence. Doris just cannot call partial games. She's the She hates Celtics fans. Absolutely hates the Celtics. So... Get her off the the Celtics games, please. Yeah. So uh, those are my three. Uh I. You know what? For a stud, we forgot. Uh, mm. Janos is back. Ah, oh, Janos is it's back, Janos. baby. Bring the soup. If you don't know, he is a legendary Celtics personality. No one knows anything about this dude. Other than he's clearly foreign and he loves the Celtics. <laughs> so, a little backstory. I want to say it's been four years. It, we were in like freshman year of college. Well, no, not this is not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. you said if the Celtics win a championship, you would get a Yanos inspired tattoo. Is soup. The Celtics made the. I think this was the year that they went to the finals and you were like, I'm not getting a tattoo. I'm not getting (laughs) a tattoo. Hold on. (laughs) It was not the year that they went to the finals that I said that it was the year before. If they do, if the, the, the rule stands that if he has something iconic that he tweets that season and they win the league, the championship that season, that these are rules you are making up. I'll think about getting a You tattoo. said <laughs> if the Celtics win the finals, I'm getting is soup tattooed. They gotta win. They gotta win. Yeah, they gotta win. So hopefully it's this win. year. Well, uh, I, I, I got one dud. It's also okay. Celtics related. Oh. Uh the fucking social media team. Oh, yeah. We'll I sent this it. to you. They so opening night. I don't, there was another mass shooting in America. We're, we're not going to dive Awful. into this. Yeah. Um, it happened in Maine, in New England. Mm-hmm. They posted the fucking game score under, like, with Tatum dribbling. And it was like, our, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Maine. But Celtics won! Beat the yeah. Knicks 108 104. Every other New England sports team put out a message, an official statement, had that plastered on their social media, and then the Celtics social media team was just like, Celtics won, and your thoughts and prayers, whatever, blah, 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 Celtics won, yeah! (laughs) Thoughts and prayers for the people of Lewiston, Lewiston, Maine, and also for the people of New York who had to watch their sorry-ass team lose to the Celtics. (laughs) Like, just so distasteful. It was very bad. And on, and on, like, I guess better, or not better, but, like, they posted the video of, like, Jalen dribbling with his left hand during the preseason. Mm-hmm. That got him flamed on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They put, they, they've been slacking. Yeah. Not they good. got some new people that some interns are, are not doing so hot yeah. over there. <laughs> Listen, the, after that main tweet... I I think they just shouldn't have a Twitter. You just get rid of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just just Well, let... technically no one has Twitter anymore. It's now X. 
Yeah, so uh. get rid of their Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all a good right. one. It's a good dud. Um, all right, predictions for next week. Uh, let's first go to. There's not really. I don't think there's. Do you have any predictions for the Red Sox? No. So I'm gonna just make a more general baseball prediction. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, let's. I gotta actually see how many games are gonna be played because I don't want to say. Oh, like the Rangers are gonna win this series if they're only playing two more times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> Uh, well then, let's talk about. No, they got uh, they got today, tomorrow, Wednesday. So someone could absolutely win. Yes, it would have to be Texas, unless the Rangers or the Diamondbacks made a comeback, which they could. Mm-hmm. They can. It's top of the six. They're only down three. Uh, I'm going to say Diamondbacks are going to win this series in six games. Ooh. So that Ooh. would wrap up on Friday. Nice. Wow. We'll see about that. How about how about some uh, some Celtic stuff? They play this week. They play the Pacers on Wednesday, the Nets on Saturday, and the Timberwolves on Monday. Um, I think honestly, and I don't want to like sound biased, but they might they might win all three again. I'm gonna be a bit more realistic. Or not realistic. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to be more pessimistic. I, I think they'll lose one. Okay. I, I think they lose to the Pacers. Okay. Because Pacers have been low key kind of good. Yeah. No. I mean that's valid. They very well could. Uh, that would be if I had to pick them to drop a, a a a game. That would be the one. I just think that you know. I think that they'll have a game where the starters are a bit slow. And the bench doesn't pick it up, so I think you know against the Pacers, that's a that's a valid pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so Brooklyn will one. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think uh, I'm gonna say Drew is, in these three games is going to have at least one twenty point game, but he's gonna be averaging like six assists. Okay, so they'll go two and one. Drew twenty point game, six assists. Okay. And then Patriots play the Commanders on uh, on Sunday at one o'clock. Ooh, this is that tough. will be a tough game. That either way they could go. Sam Howell is balling. The the Commanders are balling. I honestly think the Commanders will win this game. I'm more confident in the Commanders winning than I was the Dolphins winning, which is wild to say. But the Commanders also almost beat the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> the commanders are feisty. Sam yeah. Howell might die by week twelve. To be <laughs> yeah, he gets hit so much. Um, and I think I think that's going to be the key to the game. I think the Pats are going to be in the backfield a little frequently. I'm going to say they're going to win that game and have a total of f- four sacks. Wow. Okay. Um. Wow. So you, the Patriots pessimist. Says they're gonna win, and me, <laughs> they uh, they're gonna lose. Well, because this this would help my agenda of them winning to get a worse pick and missing out on a generational QB. This will all help. 
with uh, with with the, our draft history, we'll draft a uh, a QB late, and he'll become insane again. No, you're gonna draft. You're gonna trade. You're gonna get like the third overall pick. You're gonna trade back. You're gonna trade back again. You're gonna trade back again. We'll and, end up with 17 second round picks. <laughs> yeah, and then you're gonna take a defensive tackle. Yep. Yep. Or another um, guard. All right, and lastly, Bruins predictions. They play the Maple Leafs on Thursday, the Red Wings on Saturday, and the Dallas Stars on Monday. Um, two and one is my prediction. I think they beat the Stars and the Red Wings, and I think they lose the next game to the Maple Leafs. This will be interesting. I feel like this is like a, their first tough stretch, at mm-hmm. least in the fact that all of these teams are, you know, decently above 500 yeah i i will agree with you i think they go two and one um i don't know who they're gonna lose to maybe they're i think they'll lose the next one to toronto yeah um okay. and i think it'll be marshand in these three games He's going to have, I'll say three points. Okay. Three points in three games. That's Mm -hmm. doable. I can do it in one. Make my life easy. Ah, Cool. Well, I think it's about time to wrap up this episode. Um, If you like this episode, you can subscribe, leave us a rating, share it with your friends, share it with the city of Boston, you know, all that fun stuff. We're here to stay. Or New England, you know. Yeah. We're not, we don't discriminate. Some of us Um, don't live in Boston. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, you see you can uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh it's at uh I believe just Ship City Podcast. I should I should know that by heart now. Uh but I don't. So I'll tell you in about three seconds. It is uh at Ship City Pod on Twitter. You can follow us there. Um and uh yeah, I mean I don't I don't got much else, so thank you for uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. Later, guys.